welcome from zero to hero. I'm Craig from Inspired Mindset, where we talk all things mental health and addictions. Hey, it's Craig from Inspired Mindset, where we talk all things mental health and addictions. And uh, today we've got uh, Caesar from the United States. Oh, that's how I pronounce your name. That's correct, Lisa. Correct? Yeah, Caesar's yeah, perfect, actually. Yeah, awesome. So, um, yeah, it's uh, well, Italian, I guess. Oh, okay, yeah. So, welcome to the show and um, thanks for spending a bit of time here. So, I'll, I'll get straight into it. Um, I'm really interested in finding out about people's experiences with mental health and how they've overcome it or you know, what strategies strategies they use. So I'd like to go back to your childhood if I could and just ask you a few questions. Was it, um, did you have a positive upbringing or was it a few traumatic events throughout your childhood? Or? No, my, my childhood was pretty much middle-class normal, I guess. I mean, except for, I have just a strict, uh, you know, Sicilian family right off the boat. So normal childhood, like American childhood, like Disney Channel and all that does not, you know, never existed, that kind of stuff. Other than that, you know, my father treated us pretty well. My mother, so we had a strict Italian family. My father and mother are straight off the boat, very old school. Um, they treated us, you know, pretty decent. I mean, a couple of beatings here and there, but everybody gets a beating, I guess, when they're young. So but other than that, not that crazy. Nothing traumatic happened. No big debts or anything. Nothing that crazy. But 9-11 did happen and my father did work there. But at that point, I was about 16, 17 years old. Uh, at that time, I wasn't doing any drugs or anything. I was cutting school. I was a bad kid. Don't get me wrong. I got kicked out of high school. One of them got sent to another one. Let's see. Uh, even in junior high, I got suspended a few times. A couple of fights. I actually got kicked out of my high school which is a pretty bad high school. And I actually got kicked out just for slapping a teacher in the face. It was a guy. Uh, he got, so that was really it. But normal childhood, other than that, you know, he tried to give us what we wanted and, you know, he tried his best. But best was good enough all the time. You know, lights going out, electric, gas, all that stuff. That's just normal, I guess, middle class. Yeah, okay. So you grew up in New York, was it? Or what part of the United States did you grow up? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm from uh, Staten Island, New York. So it's like, you know, everybody knows everyone on the block or whatever. It's all Italian. Uh, you know, punks, pretty much a bunch of punks, really. So, you know, we hung out on the floor. When we were, this is when we were young. I'm going, that's like, you know, 12, you know, 13, 14. And at then, honestly, they all would smoke weed. I never even touched it. I was the last one. <laughs> I was the last thing I tried. And then um, about 16 years old, we started all going to the, you know, Manhattan, you know, the after-hours clubs. Uh, and then pretty much from that on, that's when it all really, you know, you try, uh, what I do, Limelight. I was at the Limelight, the first club I went to, hit of ecstasy. And ever since then, you know, little ecstasy, little K. And then that was pretty much my life for about, let's see, until I was like 30 years old, at least, you know, from like 16 to 30. I just did after hours. All me and all my friends would do after hours, you know, the beach clubs in the summer, just party, pretty much put club drugs, you know, Coke we hated. We tried it. We all hated it. Okay, was I loved it. We all loved that. That was um that was my drug of choice through my whole twenties. But it's not a, to me. It wasn't addictive. But I mean, I did it a lot. Um, you know, ecstasy, and uh, we just we were just wild boy. You know, wild child. You know, just partying all the time. 
girls everywhere, just no drinking, never drank. Never, we, none of us did actually. The you know, first thing that would be in the apartment would be a microwave for cook hay. And you know, after that, that see, to me, that wasn't bad when I did K because only because I worked my ass off, always did. And I actually, actually had money when I did K. I actually had money saved. I had, I had a lot of money, actually. I, I wound up moving to Manhattan, which is very expensive. And, you know, I, I still, I enjoyed life. Vacation after vacation. It didn't take over. It's when I took opioids. That's it. I took those 30 milligrams and that was the end of it. That thing takes you down. But that would be basically what my addiction is on, would be those pills. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you mentioned K, that's ketamine, I, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Ketamine. Yeah. Ketamine. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ke- no, yeah, you're right. Ketamine, yep. Special K. They have that over there. Yeah. Um, yep. I don't yep. see it much, so I don't know. They, um, but, it's interesting that they're, they're kind of trialing it now for, um, in micro doses for, uh, depression and anxiety. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's going to be interesting yeah, to see how that goes. That was the funnest. I mean, we used to go to Mexico, you know, all the time. We just, you get it, you know, you just walk into places. That was interesting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, so, over there, you could just go buy it, but yeah. over here, you can't. You know, when we're on vacation. So, what um, what type of effect did the uh, ketamine have on you when you went out and partying? And what was the effect? So, the ketamine is like, uh, so the effect that, all right, so what it does at first, obviously, you know, you're pretty much, you know, I guess, hallucinate. Now, we're also taking ecstasy with it most of the time. So, now we're just, you know, we got the club. We're mostly in clubs too. After hours, we used to go to a, a lot of places in Manhattan. We pretty much went to like Sound Factory every single weekend. That was our main spot. Definitely the best. Uh, we would take XC, we would take K, you know, then we started doing a little Tina, obviously a little Crystal, you know, keep us going for the whole weekend. And, you know, that was pretty much the downfall of like most of the after hours because then people just stayed way too late and it got noticeable. You know, you, places open for two, three days in a you know straight, and the place is still packed. Think you know, cops start to notice, so they wind up getting raided, big drug thing. That was that was the end of all those places in Manhattan. And then you know, so could, we didn't go out much. Then you know, you sit home, you relaxing. Now we're doing other other stuff because you could do K anytime you want. I mean, I could, I know that. It's you could hang out on it. You don't have to just do it in a club. But so you're hallucinating. You know, you're a little wobbly, pretty much. You know, and it lasts like. 45 minutes you know you want to do it with a girl it's definitely top notch you know but other than that after a while you know it gets to your kidneys and i did have some kidney pain a lot of them and you get ulcers really bad so i used to own a pizzeria at the time so i'm thinking i was just eating too much pizza sauce <laughs> but um you know the guy told me why it was i had a really bad ulcer. he had to stick that scope down my throat so i had a bad ulcer and the kidney pains that that's real torture and the only way you can get rid of it, you know, you, you know, you pee in blood at this point. I had to pee a kidney stone actually once from that. And then I started doing pills. I, I just stopped doing K. Just stopped. And I did that for, I did K for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, well, that's straight. A, like yeah, that's, that's pretty solid form there. <laughs> what? Yeah, I did it for a long So that was basically uh, just on the weekends that you do? No, no, that was like. See, the difference I see with K, you can't do at work, you know, it's, so it's not a daytime. You can't do it during the day unless you're off, you know, so you, you could really only do it at night, but then it'll keep you up all night. If you have work the next day, it's, you know, it's not really, you don't want to do it, but you sometimes will. But yeah, so it would mostly be done at night or yes, on the weekends. But I started doing it at least four or five times a week. Even sometimes I did it at work and obviously I was spotted out within two seconds. I actually never got fired from it, you know. 
I think I might have got fired from one job, maybe, for being high on K. Because you, you'll get noticed in one minute. Your eyes are crooked, you're wobbling, and you can't stand up straight, and you're falling. <laughs> you know, yeah, so yeah. you get pretty spotted out quick. Yeah, yeah. You can't hide that one. So, so if you just- want to get fired, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. So just going back, <laughs> going back to that work thing, did that um, did did it affect your your day to day life after you were doing this? Like when you started getting into the party, mate, were you affected? Was it affecting nah. your work and your social life, or like your family and stuff like that? Or so um, so kept yeah. Kay got me kicked out of a couple of apartments. Uh, I mean, my my father, like I said, they're very old school, so they they, they don't know anything about anything. You know, if they see white powder, they just think everything's coke. So they didn't know what it was. I wound up getting arrested twice, actually, on that, with that, uh, by the same cop, twice. And, uh, yeah, he had, I used to sleep with his wife. It was all a big thing anyway. He was after me. So I, he did arrest me twice with Kay, and that was the only two times I've ever been arrested. I never, like, spent, like, a long time in jail or anything. You know, one night, one night here, two nights the second time, you know, probation. It wasn't crazy, but... Uh, that the K, like I said, it, I worked my ass off and I did do it a lot, but you know, it was cheap and um, you couldn't do it all day, you know, like I can't do it all day. Opioids, those pills, I did them all day. You can do them all day, you can do them at work, and they're expensive. So, those things took me down bad. That's those things took me hard. They made me do things that trust me, they take over your mind. That's how I always look at it. You mentioned you mentioned that you use tuna, which is meth, like we call it ice oh, here. In yeah, yeah. How, how did you? Was yeah. that a regular occurrence, or that was just on the partying weekend as well? How did you? Yeah, you- that was just on the parties. Yeah, that was just this. You know, we we could that listen, we split a you know a sixty bag for five of us. It was just a you know two three little fucking key bumps, and you know each it would be six of us on it that was just to keep us going that we never got into hard but we did like it i ain't gonna lie it was fun i enjoyed it personally yeah but i like downers mostly <laughs> so it was probably like a 10-year period that you were before the opioids yeah, come yeah. in yeah what was yeah yeah can old- you, what was the worst thing um it might not be the same for you but on meth, like you know, we kind of lose our um, our moral compass, and we sometimes do things that we're not proud of. Did you have any of those experiences during that addiction? From what? From the from the Tina? Yeah, Tina and the and the Kenamine, etc. Did you have any? Uh, so let's see. That I mean, let's see if I ever did anything. What was the question exactly? I ever did anything like I lost my morals? You said. Yeah, so like I know when I was on meth, uh, of course. Like, yeah. yeah, I kind of lost the yeah, morals definitely. and did. Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, I mean, listen, I you know, listen, whoever there was to rob, you know, I'd rob them. You know, you know, every piece of jewelry that would be in my parents' house would be gone. You know, like that definitely, and you know, you feel terrible after. Uh, you know, but what are you gonna do? I, and. I did, I mean, listen, I've done a few other things that I won't mention or anything, but yes, I definitely lost my morals. Maybe uh, just a, just a, not even a handful of times with K. Yeah, I definitely did. You know, I didn't rob that many people on K, um, but I, on opioids, I would definitely rob whoever I can uh, pretty much. And let's see. Yeah. I just, yeah, just jewelry would be missing with the K like, you know, that easy stuff. That's to me, that that's the easy stuff. Your, fan, your parents jewelry to come get access to it anytime you want they're not going to call the cops yeah, yeah <laughs> that's easy yeah. you know so yeah that was really all on the k you know because like i said i made a lot of money then in my 20s and 
I was, it was cheap. So it wasn't, it, I didn't have to do much, you know, yeah. like kind of stuff like that, you know, yeah. no, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Okay. No, thank you for sharing. That's, um, it's, it's just amazing that when we all go through certain times in our lives with addiction that we, you know, we all kind of end up doing things that we uh, totally regret, but that's, that's the power of drug use. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah, of course. So how did you get that's, onto the um, opioids? That's a thousand percent. I regret. Okay. So you're parting up to like your twenties, late twenties, was it? You about 28, 29? Yeah, I'm, I'm 30. Yeah. yeah. I'm 30. I, I was like, um, I'm like, I was a party boy. Yeah, you know, one hundred percent party boy, and you know, enjoying life. At that point, I was enjoying life. Basically, I was just a party boy, just a fuck boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was basically. Yeah. And how did you get onto the? Uh, what was the circumstances where you went to the opioids? So, all right. So now, this is the thing with the opioids that was weird. Now, people were doing them all over. Everyone was doing them. I never got into them. Right? My friends were getting into them. I tried it. Yeah, you know, I just threw up. I didn't like it. I even actually, some kid, uh, he wound up, you know, he borrowed some money off me and uh, it wasn't even much. He borrowed a thousand dollars off me and he was on the pills. He was on the opioids and he couldn't even pay. And I told him, I'm going to take his car. If you don't pay for a thousand dollars, this kid gave up. Uh, at that time, it was only like four years old, a Toyota. <laughs> it had like 80,000 miles for a thousand dollars. I was sitting in his car at seven in the morning eating a sandwich and say, and I said, you got my money. Let's go to the DMV. And he gave me his car right there. And then, so I hated them. I legit despised them. I didn't know how people did them. I, and then one day at work, some, you know, one of the guys at work gave it to me and, uh, you know, made me work like a uh, Superman pretty much. I was all over the place, you know, feeling good. I didn't take a lot. I only took like a little piece. So I didn't throw up or anything, but I did wind up throwing up like the next couple of times. So that's pretty much how I got into them. That's how I made the switch pretty much because I worked a lot. So this guy was always there. You know, he would sell them to me for dirt cheap at that point. But then once I got addicted, he knew he can get me for the regular price pretty much. And uh, that's that's how it happened. And then I just went on a tear, you know? I got fired from that job twice. So yeah, I got fired from that job twice for, for, for pills because I would not show up for work because I would be sick, you know? So how long? How long was was that? Um, how long did you were addicted to the to the pills? How long? How long did that last for? So so that lasted like seven years. That went yeah. That went like another seven years. And it's not like see the difference. Like to me, I always said I always thought, how the fuck could a drug do this? Because I just did K for ten years, and it never made me do things that that the pills did. So to me, it was it was very it was it, it hit me hard and. I did that for about seven years, and that that's every day. That's all day, every day. You're looking, you're searching, you need more money. It's 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 a real struggle. It's really hard, and it's and it's so expensive that you can't you'll never be able to keep up with what you're doing. It's impossible. They're going for forty dollars each right now. It's like insane, you know. And I used to do three at one shot. So just to do one line would cost me at that time. They were $30 each. So just to do one line would cost me $90. Then they went up to $35. So just to do one line a day would cost me $105. And who the hell wants to do one line? You do at least two or three. So if I wanted to do two lines, that would be $210 a day just to do two lines. <laughs> you know, So it's really expensive. And that's you, you got to do what you got to do at that point. You, you know, you, you got no options. And your, your mind is hijacked. You got no more control. So, uh, but yeah, that was... Uh, those, yeah, those days were. Right now, right now, I'm almost seven months clean. 
So I'm really, I'm really, really happy because I, I got fired from my last job and I said I gave up. You know, I just I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't do the search and I had no more car. You know, I'm living on, I was living on my mother's couch. What else? It was just terrible. I couldn't deal with the drama. Who thought? And it was just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Oh, congratulations. Well, being thank a God. Seven, yeah, that's awesome that you're seven months clean. So how, how yeah. did, what was the process in, um, what was the pivotal point we decided that you had to get clean? What was the, that rock bottom that made you change that you said, fuck it, I've got to get clean? So, so believe it or not, it was actually my, my main dealer that actually made me like really just not want to deal with that scene anymore. Because at this point, he, he wanted to actually, so he made me do a deal for him. Like he didn't want to get out of the car. And I knew the kid. I, I didn't really know the kid. I just, you know, met him through someone. And believe it or not, you know, so it's like $3,000. The kids robbed me. You know, they wanted to fucking punch me in the face a few times. And they took the money and they ran. So you know, I go back to the car. I'm like, yo, we got to find these kids, whatever. I'm going. Meanwhile, I'm on my way to work. And I got now a black eye. I just started a new job. How am I going to explain this? So, of course, that don't get me, uh, you know in the door again. So I get fired basically right there because now they know I'm up to something and I'm no good and they don't want that in their business, which boom. So now I get fired. I got jumped in one day and now this kid actually thought I set it up. <laughs> so I'm like, right, you don't see this black guy. Yeah, I probably, probably made him, you hit him one time. Well, come on, I know that trick. He was going around spreading some crazy shit. He thought, I, he actually thought I was going to murder him one day. I'm dead serious. I was like, bro, you watch too many movies. And, and so like, he just, the paranoia of everybody just started getting to me and I couldn't deal with anyone anymore because they were just crazy to me. Like this kid thought I was going to murder him in broad daylight and he brought a girl with him. So basically a witness. So I'd have to kill her too. Like, I'm like, bro, do you hear yourself? You know, <laughs> like, and I just didn't want to deal with any of them anymore. So he was the main number one main reason that I just could not deal with that scene. Then I have my brother who, you know, my tw- he's a twin. And, you know, the, he actually said to me one day, you know, and he said it to me a million times. You know, do you ever want a, a regular life again, a normal life? You know, if you want a girl, you want money, you want your own place, you want a car, you want to go on vacation, you want to buy your clothes, anything. And he said that to me a million times, but it's never hit me. You know, that day I thought about it. And I said, he's right. I keep doing this. I'm, I'm not going to have a normal life ever again. And I was always the guy, like I said, I always was the guy with money. So they were all shocked about how I turned out, you know, so. That was the second main reason. And then I had a few little opportunities that were, that made it easier for me to, um, to, you know, to do it basically, because usually I would do it at my mom, you know, my father's, my parents, and in that household, that stuff don't exist and go get a job, go get a job, get back to work, get back to work. Like that's the, the only thing they know how to say. And cause they all, you know, got to chip in. So I did not actually, I did not do it there. And that's where I was living. I wound up staying with this girl and her family. And at that point, I was a week clean. I was actually a week clean. And she was not. She was a girl I was seeing. And I helped her out. You know, I kept the three months. I stayed there three months. And we both stayed clean for the three months. And, you know, then we, we fucking, we, you know, we parted ways. We actually wanted, you know, we, we were like in love with each other. We were with each other for like a year and a half, fucking around for a couple of years. But, you know. We did wind up getting into like a big fight. And basically, I, I, I always look at it as I traded love for sobriety. That's what I always say to her because I lost her, but I got clean, you know? From what I believe, she's actually back on the pills. I know for a fact, actually. So, yeah, that's, that was how I got clean. And so uh, I, yeah. you know, I stayed with her family. Yeah. Big part of it. Yeah. I like um, what you said before, how you mentioned that 
just the actual drug scene, the um, paranoia. Yeah. That's that's something oh. I noticed um, just before I quit too. I had a similar circumstance where I got kind of slapped around and they took me drugs and um, it was just like the stress of it all, looking out for police, yeah. the cops, and then just having paranoid, oh. paranoid people around you. 24 yeah. 7 just like he said oh, you, you can't live like that it just uh it gets yeah too, we uh, can't yeah it gets too no, stressful. at that point i had like a little reputation of robbing people so what's to say he didn't really believe me you know like and i even showed him proof like like i had like a text conversation with the kid who actually robbed him and you know there was pretty much proof and the kid they didn't believe me i you know i had them come up to me they approached me about it you know they tried like you know getting me to say i did but i did not and like I said, yeah, I don't walk, you know, turn around looking who's behind me because I, you know, at that point, I did have a couple of people looking for me. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I definitely did, you know, but that's how it is. You know, the, yep. sometimes the, that's just how it is. And, you know, that's how it was over here. That's for sure. You know, you always got to watch. You, you can't trust nobody. We all know that, you know, mostly in that scene, mostly with oh. those pills. Yeah. You know, it's like, yep. for, listen, I robbed people that were close to me, <laughs> like really close. I robbed my at the time, my ex-girlfriend, she was living with me. We were together for like seven years. I robbed her her laptop with the only pictures of her dead mother in that and pawned it for $75 in an Apple laptop. All right. <laughs> like that's what it was like. You know, that's that's that that kills me till this day. Believe it or not, she still talks to me. Yeah. But that kills me till this day. That's yeah. yeah that and was that, tough. Yeah. And that's that's a power the addiction, isn't it? You just yes. you you you'll do for $75. It's a, it's a shame. What is that going to get you? Nothing. Yeah. You know, yep. what does that get you? Nothing. Yeah. Yep. That that was tough. Thank God we got the laptop back. Thank God. Oh, then I'd be a dead man. She would have killed me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. She would have so, killed me. Trust me. She's, she's a tough bitch. She's so a tough what's, one. what's it like now in your neighborhood? Do you still we, see the same, um, the same drug okay, connections? Okay. So it's, it wasn't really in my neighborhood. I, I never actually found anything in the neighborhood I was at or grew up in. Like, it was actually like, uh, it was actually a really like nice, it was actually the, the nicest, one of the nicest neighborhoods on Staten Island where I would always get the shit. It was, you know, all the rich white kids, like, that's basically where I would go. And they, that's always, that's where it was. Like, it was never in my neighborhood, which is middle class, like, you know, but I would always go down there. And uh, no, I don't talk to um, pretty much, I talk to maybe, Two of those people still, you know, not connections, just friends of mine that I've known to before then. And, you know, we just got into that shit together. But one one just went to jail. He's doing, you know, probably 10 to 20. So I'm not going to be talking to him. And one is a girl that I talked to. And, you know, that's the only two. So really just one, because one just went to jail. Other than that, I, I, like I said, even that girl I was seeing, I don't even talk to her anymore. And I know she's doing them. Um, but yeah, I don't talk to any of them. I really don't. I, I don't want to personally. There's nothing I need to talk to. I I think I did a few of them dirty. So they I don't want to talk to them, obviously. And there's just, yeah, I don't talk to any of them. I don't really talk to many people anymore because I only have my brothers. And I have this one girl I'm seeing. And, you know, I have my old childhood friends from my neighborhood. and But they don't do any of that. And they support me. You know, it's really, that's my like support system pretty much. Nice. Nice. I like yeah. that. What, we play hockey, so like you know, we try to keep busy. Yeah, play hockey and stuff like that. You know, all of us. So that keeps me busy. Yeah. I do some volunteer work. You know, that was nice <laughs> that I've been doing. Keep me busy because I'm I haven't been working with the COVID, so you know, I just try to keep busy right now. And how did you? 
what uh, did you get withdrawal symptoms when you were when you're getting clean? And did you go to a, like a therapy or like a rehab, or did you do it by yourself? Okay, so I, I, I I've tried a few times to get clean. You know, at least six other times, and I never made it past two weeks. This is the furthest I've ever been, and I never did any of that. I never went to a you know rehab or anything like that. Even this time, like I said, I just I did that my did that this girl I was seeing. I did that at her house with her you know her family was you know lived there also. But it was the only way I can't do it. At, I can't do it at my house. We can't afford rehab. My family can't. And so I would do it at my house. And I just couldn't. If I wanted to get clean, it was not at my house because they just forced you to go back to work, basically. And you, know, you can't get clean going to work. It's impossible. <laughs> so I did it somewhere else. And I stayed there for like the three months at her house. And we didn't leave. We actually didn't leave the house. We just didn't. Not that we were scared to. We just didn't. We just couldn't. Like, you know, we just didn't want to take that chance, you know. And we, and at that point I was getting money in. So that was why I took the opportunity. I had some money coming in every week and at least I was going to be broke or anything like that. And it was, it wasn't much money and it was, it was lasting me. And I was shocked because I was getting that money even beforehand and it was gone in a day. This time it's lasting me the whole time and still some to spare, which was very shocking. So I had the opportunity. I basically took it. I had to, it was my, it was my main opportunity. I had to take it. I did. Thank God. Thank God. Please. See, I, see, I have a church right in front of me. That's it. like I live right by a church. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I always look at it. So I actually say, uh, you know, God was punishing me for a long time. <laughs> That's how I looked at it. I really did. I did. I thought He was punishing me. Yeah. Mostly with that girl. I love that girl, and you know that didn't work out, and I got really that hurt me a lot. So as I was starting my recovery, like you know, I went through that you know that breakup. So that was that was a little tough. I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty tough. That was real tough. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's yeah. No, you've, you've done so well. So how much? How much has your life improved in this last seven months that you've got clean? How much? Oh, it's actually incredible. Like I still, so the money I was talking about, I still have it coming in. I've actually been saving it. So I save money. I bought a car. Um, let's see. You know, I look a lot better. I'll tell you that. Like I got no. I got another girlfriend. You know, like I just, and people could actually talk to me. Like I didn't talk then. I talk. I like to talk. So I'm a very like, you know, outgoing, pretty guy, you know, outgoing guy, they say, you know, I'm not shy at all. Um, so it's my it's very much better. Let me tell you, my parents actually talk to me. My brothers talk to me. You know, it's my, actually my relatives actually look at me in the face now, <laughs> you know, just little things like that. You don't realize them, but it's because you're never around. Like, but other, you know, I just don't, I just gotta get work, you know. I just haven't worked because of the COVID, because my profession. But listen, once it's back, that's that's nothing. That's the easy part again, you know. So, I was always scared to go back to work when I when I was getting clean because once you have money in your pocket, it was a different story, you know. You could be clean for two weeks, but the second you go back to work, you got fucking, you know, you make good money, you got that in your pocket. Now what are you gonna do? You know, so you go get hot. But I've had money in my pocket this whole time, and not even a thought because I don't even think about it because. I can't because what it did to me was legit. See where I'm, where I'm standing right now. I'm lucky. A thousand percent lucky. I shouldn't be. So I think about that every day, every day. Oh, it's a truly, um, yeah, ah. that's truly amazing that you've, you've come this far. And what about the future? Have you, cause coming out of addiction, we have to change our health, our own personalities. We have to create new IDs, new friends, 
we also had to set goals yeah. to be realistic. So have, have did you set goals or do you have plans, like a one, two-year, three-year plan at the moment? Or? So, so, all right, so, so right now, like I said, I don't have much plans of, of, of that, like we'll say, because of what's going on pretty much. And right now, honestly, I, I've been taking it pretty easy. You know, I've been trying to take it easy on myself. I'm not trying to overdo myself right now. Uh, I don't have any, like three-year plan right now I never did you know I never did I never graduated high school so I never had any plan no I don't never. I don't know what I want to do never did you know but right now I'm just trying to take it easy I'm just trying to be you know smart and safe that's that's my main goal right now is listen seven months ain't nothing I know that for sure you know I see people go down the drain a lot longer so I'm just trying to test myself right now a little bit that's really what I'm really trying to do personally you know like the money thing like I said is, is a big thing for me because I was never able to have money in my pocket when I was doing those pills, you know, the fact that I could keep this in my pocket, that's a challenge, you know, that's not easy sometimes, but you know, I'm testing myself. So right now I'm doing all right. Yeah. That, right. The plan. I don't, I don't plan you. on, yeah. I don't plan on ever doing those things again, personally, ever in my life, because like I said, they took me down bad and they should not be standing where I am right now. That's for sure. Yeah. But, but. Yeah, I listen, but you're right. You know, I never, I never thought of it either, though. I should actually start thinking about that, at least soon, that's for sure. Like, I didn't know people did that. I had no idea they, they, they make goals for themselves or a plan. I did not know that. That's a good idea, though. Thank you. I appreciate that one. Definitely. Yeah, no, it, it's just really good to, uh, when, we, when we have those rough days, when we, you know, we have a fight with our partner or family, it's just, it's always good to have that goal or that, that those steps that we can always focus on so we can don't get yeah. caught up with our emotions. But, but in seven months, you're doing the other right thing way. is I got hypnotized to like the past three, four months. Like I've been in a different, like what like I said, I broke up with a girl and I basically got left for like another guy and I've never had that happen to me. And it hit me like bad. So I was on a mission just to find like a new girl for like three, four months, like going to the, you know, just, it took over that took over my mind for like three or four months. I'm not even gonna lie. So that that was bad. That that really hit me like maybe a little insecure, you know, because that's never happened to me. So I was just I didn't know how to react towards it. I'm thinking he's better. What's he what's he better at? What's he do? What's what makes him better? Blah, 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 you know, so that was occupying myself. That was occupying my mind for about three or four months of this. I'm not gonna lie. That was that really took over hard too. <laughs> I get over time time we get over things, you know. Yeah. I said I was with that girl for like, you know, I was a year and a half and, you know, we were fucking around for like four, four and a half years, you know? So, and we had boyfriends and girlfriends, you know, throughout the whole thing, cheating on everybody, you know? We were ruthless, you know? I ain't gonna lie. We were ruthless. We cheated on every spouse we had with yeah. each other for the whole time, for years. Yeah. Pretty good, though. We had fun, you know? She was a party girl. We had fun. I was a party boy. Let's have fun together. Yeah. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I guess that's part of your life with the addiction. You, the people come and go. You have the good time or whatever. It, what happens? And um, when we get sober, we kind of get a, a bit more of a clear thinking head. And um, yeah, those type of relationships just uh, disappear, which is probably a good. Well, it is a good thing because it's a reminder if we hang around those type of people that we can be. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. You have to you have to start going for different types of people. Yeah, you know, if that's what you're looking for after, you know, because you need comfort or something or whatever, you know, some people need physical touch. 
and you just you have to start going for different types that's because you can't do that anymore because listen everybody parties a little sometimes you don't know it you can look at them and you'll never know next thing you know they're whipping out this and that and what are you gonna uh, do you yeah. know yeah exactly I, I listen i have a friend like that he's terrible with that shit he's he's obsessed with girls all the time and he gets clean 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 does he'll do a year or two and you know he he's always hunting for girls and he's always getting new one after new one there's always one that's going to whip out something and he gets right back on the shit he's been doing this for fucking eight years of his life and now he's got herpes you know so <laughs> he, and he don't he don't want to listen he don't, that kid don't want to listen i've been telling him a million times you gotta stop and he had a good girl once i said you better stop fucking around with all these girls you got a good girl here and he didn't listen he over. and he's got a kid now with her though so, oh okay yeah so, Being in your twenties, you know, it's it's fun, you know, you get crazy, yeah. but you know, once yeah. you hit your thirties too, you got to start thinking smart. You know, even in your twenties, you have to think smart. Don't in your twenties, you better think smarter. That's the thing. Nobody realized that until they're in their thirties, then they realize, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You make smart moves. Yeah, that kind of sets you up the uh, the rest of your life in the twenties and your thirties. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. So you got so yeah, much knowledge. Exactly. You got so much knowledge, knowledge and experience. So, what? If you could give advice to some of the listeners out there about um, if they're in active addiction, what what type of advice would you give someone if they want to get clean? What was what would be your biggest? So advice? I just had someone ask me that actually, like because I actually, you know, a friend of mine, you know, her actual boyfriend who was using actually died. It was like maybe three weeks ago, and she, you know, she calls me up out of nowhere and she says, you know, she wants to know how I did it. And what can she do? And I, because, you know, I try to help as many people as I can. You know, they, it's very hard because they'll tell you they want the help. And just like her, you know, she tells me she wants help. And I, you know, I tell her what I did, you know, exactly how I did it. And I tell her exactly like what she can do. And I told her, this is my exact words. Well, listen, she was with this kid for like seven or eight years and they both didn't work the whole time. So they were with each other 24 seven. So that's all she knew. And I told her straight up, I said, you know, this is your opportunity. Just like I had an opportunity and I jumped on it. If you have that opportunity, you got to take it and you got to run with it. You got to take it. I'm telling you, because you never know when you're going to get another one, you know, and it's worth it. That's for sure. It's definitely, definitely worth it. That, that would be what I would tell pretty much everyone. Just you got to take it and go. Yeah. Take it. Run with it as long as you can. Yeah. yeah that's she, she lost her boyfriend, but I haven't heard from her since then. So, <laughs> <laughs> little, you know, she hasn't picked up any of my phone calls, none of my texts. I've been trying her every day. Asking, you want to go to breakfast? You want to go to lunch? Yeah. She hasn't answered me since. I was going to knock on her door the other day on her parents' door, but I didn't want to go that far, you know? Yeah. Well, somebody, at, at least help one person every day. I've been pretty much keeping up with it. So I'm usually pretty busy. Yeah, I even nice work one. for free sometimes. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Give them back. It's a good. It's good because it uh, helps you. Um. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna go in my house. So yeah, we wrap. Yeah. No, that's good because you can. Um, I got my parents it, here. It makes you feel good when you're um helping people. It's good for your recovery. All right, Caesar. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You've given the uh, listeners a wealth of information and great experience that what it's actually like to be in uh, addiction and. And congratulations for being seven months clean. And uh, we'll have to catch up down the track and see how you're progressing. Okay, so thank you so much for today, Caesar. You've given the listeners such a great input into life and addiction. And um, and it's great to see that you're seven months clean and you're doing fantastic things. So I'd like to, well, maybe we could catch up again in another year or something and see how things have progressed. Definitely. Please, I prefer that. Definitely. I would love that. Yeah, so thank you so much for sharing your story today. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for You're listening. Welcome. Okay. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay. Bye, mate. All right. Have a good one.